I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to P.S. I Hate This Movie, a podcast where we take a realistic look into the unrealistic world of romantic comedies. I'm your host, Sarah Hunt. And my name is James Petricallo. Thank you so much for joining us in our misery. Yes, thank you so much. We have suffered again Oof, this, this week. Was... We hope that you enjoyed What Women Want, because um, we certainly did not. No. But hopefully you enjoyed our take on it. Really enjoying hearing about everybody's wine drunk self-care on um, like you know Friday nights or Saturday nights. I'm really enjoying reading about those. And I'm also really enjoying that everyone loves the, all right, I'm abroad. I told you it was going to be fucking magical. That yes, sentence. definitely. Exactly. So if you like that episode, if you like us, please head over to iTunes and give us five stars, rate and review. Uh, the review part's not so much important, but if you feel the need to express your we don't most care what inner you say. thoughts. Yeah, if it you just want to tell us about you know the complexities of life or or something like that. I mean, please do share those things with us, but yes. just the five stars will work. Five stars are super important mm-hmm. on the business end, and it makes doing this, uh, it makes sitting through bad movies worth it. So please, please do that if you want to help us out at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we endured another two-hour and six-minute movie. I swear to God we did not plan this, another but one. since it's Valentine's Day uh, this week, I know that there's a movie called Valentine's Day, but I didn't know if I could sit through that star-studded piece of shit. So plus, uh, also, let's full disclosure: we would have had to rent it again, and we had this. Yeah. We had we had this sitting there. So we had this DVD. Yeah. That's another that's thing. Another thing. It's also we, out of laziness. Not we out didn't of, even stream. I had to find this DVD because yeah. I have it, and then because uh, I was like, I'm not fucking renting this. I'd and like, like to I discuss why you have this DVD. Number one, also. Oh, this my is, sister bought it for me. Wow. Okay. Anyway. That's a fine excuse. Uh, the movie is P.S. I love you. Starring Jesus. Gerard Butler and Hilary Swank. My sister bought this for me. Um, my sister really loves chick flicks. I do not. So I've always had to watch all of her stupid chick flicks. And yeah, so. My goodness. You should, this, my, she my needs punishment runs for this. Deep. This is, she should be punished for this. You should oh, not buy her yeah. Christmas presents ever because of this. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, the IMDb description for this movie, by the way, I, I typed it into earlier as IDMB. Okay. So I just wanted to tell you that I, I do not have a perfect IMDb date today. Well, did, that's all right. I you said it now, up. that's fine. Yeah. So that's all right. All right. Your so typing it, is an on trial here. <laughs> the IMDb description is a young widow discovers that her late husband has left her 10 messages intended to help ease her pain and start a new life. I, I, that sort of happened. There was 10 messages. I don't know how much her pain was eased, but there was 10 messages. Was there 10? I don't fucking I actually know. didn't Did count. Did you count? Yeah, no, we're not counting. Count. I'll take your word for it that there was 10 movie. How about that? There's, there's, there's 10. There's probably yeah, eight. They cut fine. two out for time. Yeah. You know. uh, the fun fact this week is that during the filming of that strip sequence with Gerard Butler, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Where he has like the- The, the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah The boxers yeah. on. Well, um, the suspenders hit Hillary Swank on the forehead and they ha- she had a cut and had to be taken to the hospital where she received several stitches. Jesus Christ. So this movie almost didn't happen. Fuck, so it was a tragedy on many levels, that scene. Yes. And for medical reasons and for my own psychological reasons and uh, anything else you could name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get into it, shall we? Unfortunately, yes, we shall. The movie starts with some very early 2000s alternative rock music. Um, and we see Swank and Gerard Butler walking. Uh, you can tell Swank is super pissed. You know it's the, the, that time period, too, because it's a real tight snare drum. Yeah, real hear the tight pong, snare drum. Pong. That's like yep. all you hear in that music. And it's kind of like an Irish, like, alternate, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so Swank's pissed. She's walking super far in front of Gerard Butler, and he's just trying to get her to talk and, like, ask what he did wrong or, like, what she's mad yeah. about, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so then he's like, you're not going to tell me until we get in the apartment, are you? And she's like, no. 
So um, apparently she's super mad as soon as the doors close because Gerard Butler said in front of her mother that he wanted to have a baby, but she did not. So she's mad. Yeah. Now, I hate these scenes for this reason, okay? Okay. They show them entering the apartment building and he's saying all this stuff. They had to come from wherever they were, her Mm -hmm. mother's house, presumably. Yeah. So this whole trip, what's he been saying the whole trip? Nothing. She's been silent. He's been silent. And then when they go in the, uh, finally get in the apartment, he's like, you're not going to tell me what's going on. She didn't tell you the whole way home. She's obviously not going to tell you until you get inside. So I hate that. I hate those conversations that jump in in the middle to make it sound casual, but really they should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Logically. It's so annoying. And every one of these terrible movies does that. Yeah, no, it really does. So I understand where Hilary Swank is coming from. It's embarrassing, I guess, to hear that, you know, to have your husband say like to your mom, like, by the way, you know, I want to have kids, but she doesn't want to have kids. And apparently they have a whole plan for it. And she said, yeah, he said yet. He didn't say she doesn't want to have kids. He said yet. So I get it. I feel like that's not something to get mad at. I think that that's just something to break balls over. Like, oh, yes, you had to tell my mom that. Like, what the hell? You know, like not getting mad. And I understand because I'm super crazy. I I get it. Like, there's things that like, but this is just not a battle that I would fight. No, and it's completely unreasonable. And uh, you probably would fight it if it came up, honestly. It just seems like this is a fight. No offense, women, but this is a fight that only a woman would start. This is not a fight that a guy would start at all. He wouldn't Uh, care. mm Trust me, well, you're yeah, not a guy. I don't. I wouldn't I mean, care either way. Ladies would start a fight about this. If you said to my mother, "He doesn't want to have kids right now," I wouldn't give two shits. You could tell my grandmother. You could tell everybody I've ever met. You can tell the Pope. I don't care, even if it, whether it was true or not. It makes no difference to me. But this woman, she had to be very well. I get it though. You know what? They've I been take married it back. for like ten years though. And I also take it back because of who her mother is. Her yeah. mother being Kathy Bates, being on top of her shit all the time. Yeah. I could see it being more about that. Like, why did you tell my mother that? Don't tell her. Now she's going to break my balls. And also would be her first grandbaby. So that's kind of like they've been married for 10 years. I it's could see like, that. hey, what the fuck, man? When well, she's also have... like 30. So, I mean, maybe mm. they don't want to have kids yet. Calm down. They're not, you know, I know 42. But I, they've been married for like 10 years, though. I could see Every that, mom, but they're trying to build careers. I don't careers, think my mom so. would get like that, though. My mom would. Hi, mom. Um, well, yeah. My well, your mom... sister has three kids. That's why. So she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, you know. Gave your yeah, mother... I don't think that my parents would be ready. Yeah, they if have. I was like, hey, mom, I'm having another, I'm having a kid. They'd be like, holy shit, how many kids do we have to babysit? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> your sister took that bullet for you three yeah. times. Yeah, exactly. So, so maybe you should buy her a present. Anyway, yeah, I end up, I will. Um, so we find out that the real reason why Hillary Swank is married, uh, mad is because uh, Gerard Butler and his friend took out a business loan without asking Swank, which I'm going to agree with Swank on this one. A business loan. If they're loan, married, yeah, you yeah, have to. Yeah, you need to discuss those financial questions. Major financial your... commitment should always be, I think, discussed and, yeah, and agreed to by both parties there. Yeah. So what we're what we're kind of gleaning is that this is a classic argument. You know, the the woman is arguing semantics and being super confrontational and mad about stuff. And, and the guy is telling her that she's crazy and just make up her mind about something because he's like, do you want to have a baby or not? And she's like, well, yeah, but we have a plan, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm just saying this is a classic yeah, yeah, argument. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's logic versus fucking flight of fancy. Yeah. It's, it's the classic confrontation between I'm men and women in a relationship. I'm going to fight you across. It is. I'm going to fight you in a dark is, alley. What do you want? Zone. Tell me and I'll deliver it to you. I don't know. And that's your fault. That's the, that's the response. It's I don't know that, what I want. And somehow that's your, your fault. fault. It's not that it's your fault. It's somebody's fault. It's just, it's I don't hers. know. And you're badgering me about it. And that's not because cool. you're upset because you don't know. Yeah, because sometimes you can be upset because How you don't know something. How is that our fault, though? That's the point. Fault. You're taking it personally. But you're taking it out anyway. on us. That's why. She is, no, that she's taking that out on him. That is personal. That there's no, she's just having a moment and he needs to leave her alone. It's not a part of that. Well, the baby thing, I think, is her t- having a moment and whatever, that she thought that they were on the same page about it. But the business loan thing, I'm going to agree with the That's 100% I'm on her side. On I'm one, on yeah. her side, too, for that. Definitely. So she, and she ends up explaining herself. He explains himself. Yada yada yada. I meant the logic was for the baby conversation. Him going, "Do you want a baby or not?" Yeah, well, yeah whatever. Yeah. I was, that was for that. The, the loan conversation completely. That's nice backpedaling. No, I'm I'm clarifying. <laughs> the other one is backpedal shit. You know me. I don't give a I fuck. Know. You I don't know like you don't. it, ladies? Tough shit. There's I that. Understand. There you go. I'm not pandering to anybody. I know. Anyway, so Gerard Butler and and Hillary Swank make up and. Now, you know, he's doing like a weird strip tease in his boxers and a leather jacket and suspenders. Yeah, I th- I, another scene I hate. This this uh, horseshit couples routines that they have where like she finds that amusing that he's doing that. And every one of these movies has that. Look how playful they are together. Well, what I don't understand is like, 
I don't understand the the need for that because it's not like she was saying, yeah, let's you know try to have a baby, and then he's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna do this really cool strip tease to get us like. You know, yeah, to kind of break the tension about that, and like, you know, we should try tonight. It was like, hey, you still, I'm still mad at you about the business loan, <laughs> a little bit. So the striptease thing is not wanted right now. Well, yeah, that's his way of being charming and Irish, apparently. Yeah, and she makes a lot of comments about him being Irish. This movie is the word Ireland and Irish is said at least 300 times over the course of this film. Yeah, it's but like, just she's too much. making fun of him and she's like, How did I get to be married to a leprechaun? Or I didn't, how did I know I was going to be in love with a leprechaun? And it's like, Okay, gay lady, we get it. Yeah. He's a fucking Irishman. Like, we fucking get it. She Don't says, be kiss rude. Kiss my ass in English because Yeah, because he, he says, Kiss me arse and he yeah, says, Bollocks and, you know, whatever. But anyway, we are now 13 minutes into the movie Ugh. and we've got 113 minutes to go. And this was so punishing. Um, this but- was a painful one, man, because this was the type of movie they kept wanting to do. They kept wanting to roller coaster you. Yeah. They kept wanting to take you. They'd have a funny, a quote, funny scene that wasn't funny. I like how the entire humor of this whole movie consists of Lisa Kudrow's a sexual predator. That's yeah. the only, that's yeah. the only humor in the movie. By the way, uh, put that behavior on Gerard Butler and. This movie is about a guy who should belong in prison. Yeah, so I'm no, sorry. I agree with you. But that's the only humor in the movie. And then they go to horribly sad things in the very next breath where it's uh, just yeah, I know. punishing. I told James that we were going to do this movie and he goes, is that a comedy? It's not. <laughs> and I was like, I think it wants to be. Lisa Kudrow wanting cock is not make a, does not yeah. a comedy make. I'm sorry. I, no, I agree with you Just there. that and that alone. So anyway. Man we... cannot live on Kudrow's need for cock alone. I'm sorry. <laughs> We can't. Speaking of Lisa Kudrow, we are now in a bar. Um, We meet the crew. Uh, We got Kathy Bates, Harry Connick Jr., Lisa Kudrow, Gina Gershon, and Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Lisa Kudrow says to Gina Gershon, am I late? And Gina Gershon says, wait till you see Jerry. You're going to die. Jerry is Gerard Butler. Yes. Then we find out, like, half a second later that we are at Jerry's fucking funeral. Yes. So was that line really necessary? It's, Wait till you see Jerry. You're gonna die. Are you fucking kidding me? It's super that is weird. so grim. They just go from like normal shit and then they're at a funeral. There's no yeah. like there's no nothing that yeah. yeah. They fill in the blanks later. So <laughs> it's so stupid. Jerry uh, Gerard Butler is in this like weird studded box, I think because he um got cremated it's pretty and fancy. It's fancy, Pretty and fancy the pastor schmancy. said that it's it's designed by his uh, the Jerry's late wife, the amazing Holly Kennedy, yeah. and it's like okay, so that was weird. If but I like, die, don't feel required to make a fancy box for me. You can throw me in like one of those gallon Ziploc bags for a while. I'm fine till you decide what you want to do. No, I'm not gonna That's do that. Fine. I don't care. By the way, I was so weepy this whole movie because I did not want James to die. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. I was like, no, I don't want James to die. <laughs> Why, thank you. By the way, we didn't fill anybody in. Uh, on our hiatus, oh, yeah. from, uh, we forgot to tell you this, on our hiatus from uh, P.S. I Hate This Movie between episodes 24 and 25, we got married. Yay! Yay. So we are, we are we married. Had, and we did exactly as we've been advising all of you weirdos out there. Yes. Um, we didn't make it anybody else's problem. Yes. We got, uh, we, we tricked everyone That's into right. staying for our wedding. Sarah has told all you ladies out there with all these wedding movies, and she's like, don't do this. Stop doing this to people. Stop making it everybody's problem. I was not a hypocrite. Didn't. I um No, I, we, we went down to the, uh, the old county clerk's office after work one day. We busted ass to get down there to get our marriage license. Um, we were already having a dinner party with our friends and one of our friends um, could officiate weddings yeah. so uh, we all ate dinner and then um, I our friends uh, uh, Jimmy Wisman and his wife were there from uh, Small Town Murder and Crime and Sports and then Jill Kimmel and then Jill Kimmel and her boyfriend Jason were yes, there awesome people uh, Jill is the one that officiated the wedding yes indeed um, so it was really funny because it was like I invited my parents I invited his parents and like you know whatever and uh, af- after dinner James was like oh hey Jill can you uh, do us a favor she's like yeah sure no problem and he's like we got our marriage license today will you marry us and so it was kind of cool Everyone wanna starts, slap some matrimony on us real fast yeah you wanna throw one at us real quick what do you so think? 
I made my dad walk me across the backyard patio to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason played Here Comes the Bride on YouTube. On so. YouTube. Jimmy hung out next to me as my best man. It was very, uh, it was yeah, very cool. Yeah, so that was really fun. So yeah, don't make it everybody else's problem yeah. because you know what? That was the most fun wedding and I would do that again the same way 10 times over. Shit, yeah, definitely. Fuck, yeah. And plus our food, it cost us like $200 like total. Yeah, total, total, total. Out the door. To feed everybody and to get the marriage license. Anyway. Actually, we should just talk about that. Our romantic comedy life is much better than this <laughs> yeah, fucking movie. Yeah, it doesn't movie. suck, which means that was that, that would ruin the show. Exactly. So um, he's got this fancy box, and then he also has a bunch of shot glasses in front of it, just because, you know, he's an Irish guy who yeah, likes yeah, to drink. Yeah, they line him up with the shot glasses. Yeah. And the pastor even says, as Jerry would say, let's get this party started. Yeah. And it's... I immediately was like, we fucking get it. We understand. The dude likes to drink. I yeah. fucking get it. We don't need to talk about it this much. Gerard Butler was a drunk. Did he happen to die from uh, cirrhosis or uh, did he drive his car off a bridge? I know we find out later. <laughs> Which Neither of the of above. Those things. Yeah. Um, so they're playing some, the, the pastor starts playing uh, Jerry's favorite song and he's like singing along with it and he's, you know, it, it's supposed to be funny because he's saying like, oh, you crusty maggots or whatever. But then we see Hillary Swank's sister show up. Now, yeah. I think that there is something very strange about the sister. Yes. There is some type of, there is something not right with that woman. Wait, which She's one's your sister? The blonde one who was just like, oh, that one. Very yeah. theatrical. She came and in like with like a, a brightly colored jacket on to a yeah. funeral in her suitcase or some shit behind her. Okay, that's and the one. And yeah. she's very like disconnected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing really like seems to match. Like her enthusiasm for things doesn't match what she's talking about. Like she's like, yeah. "Hi, sis." It's like that's not a proper way to weird. greet me at my husband's funeral. That's the thing. She busted in. <laughs> she busted in like it was a high school reunion. She busted in, took her jacket off, and like went ooh, and like danced over yeah. to him and said, "Hi, sis." And everyone was like, "We're mourning here. This yeah. is a this man and is then dead." She like goes up to the box and she's like. Hi, Jerry. And then, like, takes a shot, and I'm like, is this, like, a weird soap opera off-Broadway play? Like, what that's is what happening? Fe- that's what it feels like. She was so over-theatrical <laughs> about it. But, like, when she walked in, she's like, hiya, sis. I was some like, that's not fucking, an appropriate greeting right now. Some real weird meta shit just if, all, yeah, yeah, if my sister came up to me and said that to me at my husband's funeral, I would slap the shit out of her. I'm sorry, Megan. I love you, but I'd be like, Megan that is- Megan is getting dragged through the mud today. I sorry, know. I Megan. I love my sister. I really do. I'm sorry, Megan. That's I love true. you. Good but- Lord. Don't greet me like that. I guess not. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so James is totally right. Lisa Kudrow is only in this movie to prey on dudes at this That's funeral. It. She has no, no other purpose except to walk up to guys and say, are you, are you single? Stra- are you single? Are you, are you straight? straight? And then she, job? And then she literally uh, sexually assaults them. And yeah, then she'll kiss a, them, and if they're a bad kisser, she she's like, never away. mind, she'll walk away, yeah. Watch if I tried that. Prison. Two days it would take for me to end up in prison, and rightfully fucking so. Yeah, no Tell kidding. Tell you what, so Lisa Kudrow, you goddamn predatory asshole. Yeah, I didn't understand why that was okay, but anyway, but that's, that's funny fine. to ladies. Ladies are allowed to be extra sexually aggressive, and men enjoy it. That's the way it well, works. It's yeah, true. We like that's it. The that's problem. why. <laughs> that's the problem. You Harry guys don't Connick- want to be groped. We do. Harry Connick Jr. is in this movie, and he his character is so hilarious, and I don't think that it's hilarious in a good way. He's very dark it's, and very weird, and yeah. I think somehow on the spectrum, which is fine, but I wish that they didn't say that he had to take like his rude pills. Yeah, and I thought women found Harry Connick Jr. handsome. Do they find him handsome? I actually don't know, because I don't. I find him to be very goofy looking. He's a goofy look. That's what I was going to say. Like I've always yeah. I thought that women found him handsome, and then this, I'm like, what a goofy looking son of a bitch. I asked you who it was, and you're like, that's I, Harry Connick. I'm like, oh yeah, it is. I remember. It looks okay, goofy. When I was a kid... Um, I used to have one of his cassette tapes. Oh, I'm thinking of Chris Isaac. Never mind. Yeah. No, Fuck no, no. That. Well, they, no. they kind of look similar, Different. but I had one of Harry Connick Jr.'s cassette tapes, and I used to really love it, and then I forgot really? that he existed, and then I saw that he has his own talk show, and it's just called Harry. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. So it's basically like Ellen, but was, it's, yeah. it's Harry Connick Jr., Jesus. and I'm like, I'm really not sure that That's this translates. Okay. And I don't think that, but Harry Connick Jr.'s demographic is people who watch those talk shows so that's fine good for you Harry Connick I, I was thinking of Chris Isaac with that video in black and white where he's making out with the model Wicked yeah. game to play. I was like I thought women found him handsome what happened to that guy he looks like a fish in this he's, he's <laughs> He does. He looks like a fish in this movie. Like he's got this fish face on him. Well, he it's terrible. He is unintentionally hilarious. So he says to Hillary Swank, "How did he die?" And she says, "Brain tumor." And he goes, "Nice." Yeah, nice. He says, which is like <laughs> you never like 
says like why he said nice like he just kind of just brushes past it and then just kind of tells her that he just has no filter and doesn't associate words with feelings and I was like and he goes I have to take medication for being rude and Which, I'm like why don't you just say that you're autistic it's okay say, it feels like he's autistic and I don't think there's medication there's no autism medication that that makes you understand social cues trust yeah. me because I would have got it for my son immediately yeah. so trust me it doesn't exist so I don't know what yeah. kind of medication he's got but I'd like to team up with old Harry Connick and find the fuck out because yeah I want I'd like some. to know what medication that is although but... it doesn't work through the whole movie so never mind yeah no it, it definitely does not um, but Swank goes home after the funeral and she keeps calling Gerard Butler's voicemail to hear his voice which I found to be very sad that was super sad and you know what I honestly thought about this I I thought the funny thing was I go well at least if I die Sarah won't have to do that I would have to just listen to all of your podcasts. Say, I have, and, there's 300 hours of podcasts you could listen you have, to. You'd get you sick also, of me. I also have a bunch of um, get, voicemails that you've given well, yeah, me that yeah. are very funny, and I listen to those. But you'd get tired of me. There's so much audio for me out there. We'd be like, all right, enough with this dickhead. Yeah, I've I would been, never I've feel like enough. he was gone. No. Uh, so now she's, Swank is wearing all of uh, Gerard Butler's clothes, and now this bitch starts tripping, which I understand. You better um, lose it like this if I die. Oh, yeah, I will totally I will go into it. a crazy recluse, because she's, she's, she sees, like, Gerard Butler playing guitar on the couch, and then she starts having, like, a weird Judy Garland meltdown, where she's, you know, singing these songs all dramatically. Watching you, black and white movies and singing the songs yep, into a hairbrush. Better Ooh. believe that I would have this much, uh, probably a greater meltdown oh, than wow. this. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. That's very sweet. I know. I appreciate Isn't that. that very adorable of me? Yeah, it is. Uh, but I have a question for you. What is Swank's candle budget? Because Dude, she always has candles lit at every moment of every day, and she has so many candles. Well, she's worried about, I saw when she makes a list of shit she wants to accomplish, and she's going to make $100,000 a year. That's because she needs thirty grand just for candles. She has so, so many candles. Many fucking candles. She needs that she kind of She had like eight of them just on the dresser alone for morning Gerard, Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So I was, and those were like lit at all times. These are my morning candles. These are my festive candles. These, these are, are my- just, These are just for the overall everyday aesthetic candles. of the room. Yeah. yeah. But then here's what I thought was funny, too, is that she has this whole, like, you know, memorial thing on one of the dressers to Gerard Butler. And then there's just a picture of just solo swank. Yeah, just and her. I was like, Who has a picture of themselves? Yeah, I'm with like, nobody else in the I'm going to remember my husband. But then also, I mean, check out these shots here. Look at me. Hey. <laughs> I'm looking pretty good in that photo. No, she's not. No. Anyway, um, Kathy Bates. Uh, who is Hillary Swank's mom yes. and company come over to surprise the Swankster for her 30th birthday. Uh, and they interrupt her in the middle of a... Full-on meltdown. Full-on really. meltdown where she is singing... Is she singing the Judy Garland one or is she singing something else? I, I don't remember which one it is. She's, but she's she is a, belting it out. A, and yeah, a just, sad old show tune. There's like pizza everywhere and like, you know, all this garbage and whatever. So she's... It looked like teenage boys have been living there for three weeks unsupervised. Yeah, she is, she is pretty far gone. Things had poop on it, I swear. Yeah. I swear it did. I know it. But they, the mom and the friends all come over, and they're cleaning the apartment, and yeah. they're helping her like get herself clean and whatever, because she obviously hasn't showered in a few weeks. But what's really funny is that that would take way longer than just two hours oh, to yeah. clean well, that apartment. Well, maybe if you had five people working on it. But they lived in like an apartment in New York City, so it's not like they could just like take it out to the like outside yeah. garbage can. I that feel would like take it was quite like, a lot. It was like a 700-square-foot apartment, That though. would be so many trips. Well, then she has to get ready, too, because at one point they say, what's that smell? And she says, me. So she yeah. needs a shower, and she is just a disaster in there. But you know what? I get it. Yeah. I understand She's it. mourning the loss of her husband. But anyway, so Gina Gershon tells her, I love this. She says, you got to be rich to be insane. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That really isn't fair because yeah. you know, Hillary Swank doesn't want to fucking um, you know, go to work. She doesn't want to do anything. She just wants to sit at home and just kind of, you know... That's one of the very few practical things they've ever said in a romantic comedy. Yeah, normally, you got to be rich to be insane. They and I would was just like, be that like, that is very, very poignant. Well, normally these people have unlimited funds. Yeah. So it's like they, they can stay off of work for three months. They have plenty of money, apparently. It doesn't matter because it's never money's never an object. They try to bring in practicality of it a little more. Y- yeah, they really do. Like this movie, I feel like was written by smarter people. And I take that also as an insult because they know what they're doing and manipulating yeah. what they're doing, which makes it even more annoying and worse to me. So yeah. fuck you, you smart assholes. And yeah. you're not idiots, but I would rather you be. 
I'd rather you be stupid and just that's the best you have than to than to specifically try to manipulate people's emotions over right. and over and over and over again in this yeah. fucking movie no, 47 I totally, times. I, I totally agree with you on that one because now this is where we get into the insulting part. Swank gets a delivery, okay? Yeah. To come to the apartment and it's from Gerard Butler from the beyond. From the beyond. Uh, and this to me was kind of upsetting. Um, just because she had just started to kind of feel better. You know, she was cleaning out the apartment. She was getting herself all showered, showered up. And, yeah. She took a and shower. And then all of a sudden, so she's like, you know, talking to her friends and her friends and her mom are making her feel better about, you know, grieving and whatever. And then all of a sudden she just gets this reminder like, oh yeah, by the way. Husband's dead. Yeah, your husband's dead. Knock, knock, dead husband. <laughs> knock, knock. Here, this is grief. Husband died. Yeah, this is grief calling like for you. Yeah. So he sent her a gift on her birthday, um, and I love that he says that he thought that he would wait for her birthday, uh, just so that you know he knows that she'll be done with her little mourning weird thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, thanks, honey, for helping me rehash my all my feelings and depression. Really appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know that what he does here is is uh, actually a kind thing to do. No, I don't it's feel fucked like, up. Well, I feel like, okay, she, well, we're going to talk about. explain what okay. he's doing. He's sending her these letters and telling her to, like, do things. It's almost yeah. like a like an emotional treasure hunt, basically. An emotional, yeah. like, uh, what would you call, scavenger hunt, yeah. where there's mm-hmm. these note from note to note to note type of things. And what he's doing is, in the end, he's trying to help her get past it and move on. So it's supposed to be a sweet thing to help her move past it and move but on. But it's fucking sick. But it's some sick manipulative shit because yeah. that is a woman's emotional, not even a woman, that's just a, a person's emotional journey to go on on their yeah. own. That you can't force them through or yeah. manipulate them through with cheap beyond the grave fucking horse shit tactics. And the things that he tells her to do, it's like, no, fuck you, I don't want to do that. Stupid but then you parlor can't. tricks. I I understand. I don't want to. It's bad juju not to do something that you know that some. It's 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 bad juju to not respect the dead person's wishes. Yeah. So I mean, he tells her to go do stuff that she obviously doesn't fucking like doing. I get one letter. One letter. Yeah, the birthday present. If you know you're gonna die, send her a birthday That's present. That's great. Fuck off. That's fine. But not the rest of it is just manipulative, and it's and this, yeah. Like I said, they they sent he sends her on this. But the first wild goose chase of the first one emotional. isn't even a letter. The first one is a fucking recorded right. tape on yes. a fucking recorder. And I was so mad at Gerard Butler. I was like, you know what? I wanted to like you in this movie, Gerard Buttface, and instead you decided to be a creep and try to force my girl Swankster Ugh, to do some shit that she liked, don't want to do. I never liked Gerard Butler. Jesus, this is what, the second time we've seen him? Yeah. Fucking awful. Was so, he on The Ugly Truth was the first one? Yes. Jesus, that was a pile of shit. It was. So the like what James said is that he is sending her letters. She doesn't know where they're going to be from. That's another thing. He's even controlling, like, yeah. putting her on edge because he's like you're never gonna know where they come Dude, from it's ridiculous it's such and a so, fucked up thing to do yeah it's so fucked up because all it does is it just it it, it keeps dragging her on and leads her on and yeah. so she'll never confront that real issue you of, can get one letter and it's closure yeah. okay but when you have multiple letters and and the, and the fact that you know more are coming from other angles then it's like he's not even dead at that point no. you can't move on because he's not dead and it's like I get that she wants him to not be dead but he is fucking dead and she yeah, needs to let him let yeah. her move on and fucking realize he's dead. No, I agree. I oh, agree. I'm so annoyed with this asshole. So he tells them. This dead asshole. <laughs> Gerard Buttface tells uh, the swankster <laughs> to go out with her girlies, which I hate that. I hate the girlies. It's the worst fucking Ugh, thing in the world. Jesus. If anybody ever says, like, thanks, girly, to me, I'm like, ugh, I, like, I cringe. Yeah, so unless the, it's a gay guy. The girlies all go out to a gay bar, and the sister. The weird sister gets them in because she says she can't even like be a, she's not even a good actress because she's like, oh, because the, the people at the gay bar won't let them in. And she's like, she's the princess of Finland and she's come to extend and repair and, you know, uh, what was it? Manage Jesus the relationship Christ. between Finland and the homosexual community. And it's like, number one, that's not even a good 
is a terrible lie. But then number two, like, why are you throwing Finland under the bus like that? Like, they don't accept gay people. How like, about, hey, her husband just fucking died. Yeah, Can we be cool with that? Like, oh, really my God, great, sweetheart. Oh, my God. Come on in a, here. Oh, my have, God. Let's make her ha- feel better. Let's you get have her some a drinks. gem. Yeah, you yeah. have a gem of a reason. Her husband just died. Yeah. It's her fucking 30th birthday. Can you please let the her in? The gays will take you in like a womb and hold well, you tight. Well, they did anyway yes. because they, they, she was talking to them and they were like, oh, honey, like my husband died 12 years ago and blah, blah, blah. She was like, oh, my God, and you survived? Like, that was what she needed. She yes. needed to talk to them and have the shoulder to cry on exactly. and, like, whatever. So, I mean... I just couldn't believe that she's like, she's the princess of Finland. It was such horse shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ugh, he's Like the princess of Finland would, uh, thanks for throwing Finland under the bus. That's I'm the sure Finland's thing. real yeah. supportive. Finland, very anti-gay Fuck. apparently. Yeah, that's a, whatever. <laughs> then they go to the bar that the that Kathy Bates works at. Yeah. Because uh, Kathy Bates lives above the bar that she works at. Um, she owns it, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she owns it. Sorry, not, she works at it and owns it. It's like it. the family business. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Um, and Harry Connick Jr. is now being super weird and doing this really weird word vomit about his life because yeah, she was hell, talking man? about like how that she lost her husband and why did God take away her husband? He's like, well, my fiance left me for my best friend who was a woman, and like it's like okay. He, I, dude, this I character, think mine's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, this is much, much, much worse and less sexy. This is terrible. Exactly. And but he's very angry about it. And but anyway, so what we find out from that weird closet conversation is that he digs Swank a lot and yes. she throws up all over him. That's a perfect Because <laughs> she's super drunk, yeah. Because he's like, I just I find that a lot of people are repelled by me and she just goes blah and he was like, Yeah. You That's know. the kind of comedy you're dealing with in this, this movie. Is, folks. This is some highbrow fucking comedy it's here. Either- and if you weren't ready for it, Ugh, Maybe you should go back. It's either trying <laughs> to your life. Ugh, it's either trying to extract tears from you or trying to make you laugh at the dumbest shit ever. And One there the was two. no in between. No, it's because it. it was a it was a roller coaster because yeah. there was either it was Kudrow grabbing dicks or yeah. them trying to make you cry. That's yeah. it. That was it was the either only some weird physical comedy where they really were trying, or it was. Hillary Swank yeah. getting all fucking depressed, and then you were and like, seeing no. a dead guy and thinking and dreaming and mm-hmm. fucking crying and running away. I'm like, oh my god, if she cries and runs away one more fucking time, I'm yeah. gonna kill myself, and you're gonna be sad. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would. See, that's what's and gonna then, happen. You can by, blame Swank for it. By the way, you can also blame Swank. Ugh. P.S. I love you is the reason why I came up with P.S. I hate this movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. So thank you, Swank. <laughs> thank you, Swankster. Thank the Swank. Thank the Swank. Swank the Tank is back at work and she is now, she's a real estate agent or whatever. I think she's yeah. just part of like a real estate team, but whatever. She seems like the real estate assistant to uh, Gershon. To, to Gershon. So now she's yelling at some lady because the lady isn't listening to her husband about the apartment. He's like, well, I don't really know. And she's like, why aren't you listening to him? And just yelling at him. Which, yeah. Because she is taking out her he frustrations because she Yeah, he used says, to, well, it's more than we wanted to spend. And I'm not sure. And she's like, we're getting it. What are you talking about? Like this this wife yeah, that they put is like, like the worst person ever. What do you uh, mean? Stop, shut up. And yeah, we're like getting this apartment. And she's like, why aren't you listening to him? You're, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because she's. She's Swank regretting, is. yeah, Swank. Um, Swank is regretting the fact that she never let Gerard Butler off the hook for anything. She always gave him grief about, you know, like the whole baby thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like that stuff, she always gave him grief. And it made me feel a little bit bad for let, not letting you off the hook for a lot of things, but <laughs> not enough that I'm going to change my personality. <laughs> I say, uh, yeah. It just made me a little bit more self-aware, which I think that's that's the whole, you know, meat and cheese of it is that- For who? For, for, for you, not for no, me. No, no, I'm still getting yelled at. I don't give a shit about your meat and cheese. I know, Stop but yelling you shouldn't me. want me to change my personality because you should love me for how I am. An and asshole? Then I sure. Be- Why not? No, you're not an asshole, but if you're being an asshole, I, I should, should love you for that. I should be self-aware and at least have the fucking wherewithal to say, hey, I know that I'm being an asshole right now Fair and I'm enough. apologizing, but I'm also... But I try you, to be better, but please give me credit if I'm not better right that's away. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The meat and cheese of it is that you can be an asshole just as long as you are a self-aware asshole. I suppose. That lasts a little while, and then you actually have to change your behavior. For after Not you, but anybody in that okay. situation. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, so she, the swankster got fired. Um, and Gerard Butler's note has been like, oh, I know you hate every job that you've been at, so you'll find something that you like. Just look for the signs. 
And he also wants Swank the Tank to do karaoke, which she doesn't appear to be excited about. Not at all. But he's a singer. He like does. Yes, he's he like is an like, acoustic he's Irish. He's a musician. Whatever the fuck. Whatever. He's in a band. He sings a lot. He does karaoke. So now this is where we go into a flashback of a successful karaoke outing between the Swankster and Gerard Butler and Gina Gershon and Lisa Kudrow and whatever. Yeah. And she, uh, he, uh, Gerard Butler challenges her to like do karaoke and she's all pissed off at him because she didn't want to go out that night and he made her and now he's calling her on the carpet and he knows how to push her buttons so he knows that she's going to get up and and do karaoke and she does and she falls flat in her face and breaks her nose and then she's really upset because he made her go out that night and she didn't want to. Yeah, of course, his fault. So they go to the karaoke bar and Lisa Kudrow objectifies Dennis Duffy because Dennis Duffy is in this movie yeah, and fuck yeah, fuck yeah, he, he doesn't says, call anyone dummy, which is very disappointing, that's but that's very okay. disappointing. And I'll tell you what else I'm disappointed about Dennis Duffy's character in just a second. So Lisa Kudrow is objectifying Dennis Duffy, and yeah. Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer gets kind of mad at her about that. And so she kind of, you know, puts the slam a smack down on him and tells him that, like, I'm pretty sure that a bunch of guys always look at my tits all the time and grab my ass instead of shake my hand, so I think that I can... Look at somebody with cheap objectification if I want to. That's mature. That'll that'll help society. Yeah, that'll help society. People are shitty. You want to match that behavior and then take it up a notch. Yeah, absolutely. Smart. So um, Swank sings the most depressing song in the whole world for karaoke. Yeah. Uh, She sings this song called I Love You Till the End, which is kind of a weird um, common theme. I I think it must have been like their song. She sings I Love You Till the End. And uh, she's grieving. So, I mean, that makes sense that she's doing kind of a, it's weird, a man. sadder song. Yeah, it's super creepy, though, the whole thing. You're like, Jesus, this poor so- People would be like, can we leave now? Let's yeah. go. The bar would be empty when she was done. Yeah, this yeah. is sad, man. <laughs> Not even because hear- she's bad, just because it's depressing. You what can she's hear doing. a pin drop. It's kind of like... In uh, Baby Mama, when uh, Tina Fey, because Tina Fey is going out and she starts playing Lady in Red. She's drunk and she plays Lady in in Red. And she's like, this one's for all the ladies. And everybody gets mad at her. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we have to watch that movie and it's going to be funny. So uh, Lisa Kudrow throws her predatory thing on Dennis Duffy. She asks him if he has a job and he runs the place. And and then she's, you know, whatever. So. Now she's all in love with him. She kisses him. She thinks this is the greatest thing in the whole world. He's wonderful. And all I could think of was that this is a, a, a long way from being the Beeper King. Yeah. For Dennis no Duffy. Shit. But Coffee? he's like the same character. He he's yeah, like he a is. successful Dennis Duffy. Yeah, that's where it is. Yeah. That's what it is. He's like Although, karaoke. You do karaoke bars. Everyone comes and sings. Everyone yeah. wants to sing. Everyone wants Coffee. to be a star. Like Everybody he, wants it. Yeah. Where do you get it? But this was <laughs> one of his ideas on 30 Rock that worked, actually. Yeah, this was the one that actually yeah. worked. And they live in New York, too, which... Mm. Uh, but anyway, Tina Fey, or Liz Lemon, is a fucking catch in comparison to the Coods. Oh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. is just so weird, and he's asking Hillary Swank, like, what ladies want. He's like, what do women want, which I think yeah, we didn't we found find out. out from the last movie. But They promised us, but we never found out. But we found out in this movie. Yes. Because he's asking the Swankster about it, and uh, Swank says... That what women want is uh, we actually have absolutely no idea, which yes. is true. Yes. And you're mad at us for not delivering that. Not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. Um, so one of the letters that Swank gets is that she has to go to this travel agency, like to whatever. And the travel yeah. agent lady was like, you're his wife. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're his wife. And they're all emotional. Oh God. Yeah. Um, apparently, he booked this whole trip to Ireland. Um, Kathy Bates, Swank's mom, thinks that this is a really bad idea. She oh, thinks yeah. that she sees that this is morbid and it's only hurting her. And, and you it know, is. It's, it is. And it really is. It really is. And I couldn't, I, I struggled the whole time that I was watching this movie, much like what you said earlier, is, is this... Is this a good? Is this the best way for Hillary Swank to grieve? Because it felt like a sick game. She's like all impatient with the mailman to where he's like putting all the stuff in there, and she's just standing there staring at him. Yeah, it's gotten and creepy. And it was it was weird. 
it was just weird. Well, she can't move on with her life. Her yeah, whole life is wrapped up in this fucking game he set up for her. She doesn't know when the letters are coming. No, when it's going to end, when it's going to so. start. Like I said, it's like he's still alive. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, you rude asshole. Move so, on. Let, yeah, her, so, let her move on. So Swankster gets mad, and they have this fight because... She's like, well, my husband died. I get it that your husband left you. And, you know, Kathy Bates says, well, you know, leaving me by choice that of not of mine is not any better than, you know, because she's like, well, he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to be taken and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, your husband did. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, it still doesn't. It is different, by the way. Much, much different. I know, but Kathy Bates still felt lonely and like she yes. didn't have somebody, so that's still a True. loss. Yes, not the same though as dead. Definitely not the same. No, as no, dead. no, no, not the same as dead. Close. And Kathy Bates didn't say it was the same. She yeah, just yeah. said like, "I have was... something similar. I'm yeah, trying to yeah. relate to you." And Swank was just not having it. Oh, and yeah, yeah. When... Barking up the wrong tree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Meta- yeah. Trying to. And when uh, Swank and Gershon, so this whole Ireland trip is for Swank, Gershon, and uh, Kudrow. So that's for all of them. And Gershon and Kudrow both got letters from Gerard Butler. Yes, he sends them letters. He sends too. them letters to tell her, like, you know, take her out, take her out fishing, make sure that she's okay. Thank you so much for being her friend and taking her to this and blah blah blah. Which I saw as creepy and manipulative and weird because controlling like her controlling trip. her trip because I, that's what I was thinking is that like they seem to have fun with everything that they did in Ireland and she's like you know he's been dying to get me to go fishing for so long and she they're like having fun out fishing yeah. and it's like I don't know. I don't. What if that wasn't fun? Like, why? Yeah, I don't know why. Why did she have to have fun? Like, why did she have yeah. to go fishing? No, I, I don't understand that whole thing. I don't know why. I don't know why. I guess I get why she's going along with it. She has to go along with it. Did, 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 do you get the idea that this movie was written in like 1988? I feel like yeah. this movie was written in like 1988, and then they just finally made it where they're like, yeah, letters and it's beautiful and blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's like. I, that's what I feel like. I really do. Like this. Yeah, this movie because was... he sends them. He sends like his parents' letters, and it's like his parents in Ireland, and it was 2007. We had phones that could call. Yeah, you could have a phone plan that called that over to Ireland, and there was email. Yeah, it's just it feels to me like the I way it's written. I had a Gmail written... account in 2007. Yeah, that so was you could totally. do Google Hangouts. There was Skype. You could have called your parents. Like you didn't have to send them totally a fucking not. letter. No, it's just strange. I, I keep thinking of that. Like it just feels like it's from another time. Like it just feels like it's not from 2007. Yeah. Which is it just feels like it's a leftover script that they had yeah. up on the shelf that somebody it's, finally talked them into making. It's very strange, and I'd like to know a little bit more about that. But it just felt very weird that he was like on purpose not sending Swank another letter for that like he didn't send her another letter he sent it to Gina Gershon and Kudrow and and yeah. was like yeah make sure you take her to do this and you know blah 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 it's Told like what pub to take her to yeah like, and I Jesus. get it like thanks for the suggestion but you already sent us to fucking Ireland like at least let us plan our own trip after that nope he had a whole thing planned out and he knew what he was oh god so yeah. they go to this pub and they see Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing the guitar and they're all you know Hamana, 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 hamana about him. And that guy, for some reason, I don't understand. I don't know. But hey, also, look, a like, failed musician, a, a guy in his 40s who's working at a fucking bar. That's yeah. great. Wow. And that has a bar tab. Sexy. But, yeah, super sexy. And so they, they tell her that she should go out and flirt with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, which I'm really not sure how she had the confidence to do that. Uh, yeah. Because well, she was just talking about, oh yeah, I guess. I gave her a few drinks but and then pushed she, her out. Yeah, she goes up and tries to flirt with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I did love because they said, like, you're American, you're exotic. She's like, there is nothing exotic about being American. And I was like, so true. Yeah, because when sure. I went to New Zealand when I was 17, they were so, they, they could pick Americans out of anything. And that's just because, like, we all have makeup, we're all so vain. And they're like, ooh, those people have a bunch of makeup on and like they have their hair dyed and like blah, blah, blah. And I remember they were singing. We were on this weird gondola um, to go up to do luging. And these guys were singing um, I'm in love with a stripper to us. And it, sa- it starts out with uh, got the body of a goddess. And I turned around and I was like, is your idea of hitting on us singing I'm in love with the stripper? And they were like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. I was so mad. But anyway. That's probably what they thought. They thought you'd be proud of that. 
Well, they asked if if because side sidebar they told they asked us where we lived and we said Arizona and they're like, oh, do you guys walk around naked? And I was like, nope, we still have clothes. <laughs> like, there there okay. are clothes in America. <laughs> Jesus. Also, we're underage. What are they well, teaching these children in school? I don't know. The hell is wrong with them? The New Zealand know. school system is just teaching some weird shit. It was shit. so weird. They asked if we walked around naked, and I was like, no, we sure don't. We had, yes. There are things called shorts. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's warm out doesn't mean we don't have shorts. But So she's trying to flirt with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, Hilary Swank is, and he immediately dedicates a song to her, which that would be, I would be running the other direction immediately. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. well, the song's for Holly. I'd be like, motherfucker, well, I just around. met you. He's like, oh, I'm going to play one like, more. He's like, going to stick around. Yeah. I'm going to play one more. And then she's like, yeah, cool, I'll hang out. And then he's like, this one's dedicated to Holly. It's like, uh, no, dedicated to the whole group. Don't be fucking creepy. Yeah. Dedicated to the whole group of Americans, because you know that we're all here. But, you know, I was just like, mm, pump the brakes there, JD. Um, you know what I mean? Like, just pump it a little he does bit. Not, he does not get a, an initial nickname. I'm sorry. No. We, we can't give him one of those. You just called him JDM. Well, because no. I was too tired to say Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's so true. fine, just Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you don't. Irish tool. That's yeah. good enough. So he play he ends up playing the song for Hillary Swank that and we get like a weird flashback with it that Gerard Butler played for her when you know many moons ago when mm-hmm. she was young and first met him and she gets upset and runs away which whatever but it's super weird because Jeffrey Dean Morgan is watching her run away as he's playing yeah he's just watching her like she's the only person in the room yeah <laughs> well because fucking... he just dedicated the song to her so how dare and then she run away she takes off yeah but I mean I she didn't know that, that was gonna happen but I don't think she ever has an opportunity to tell him like why she ran away so that's just super weird but now she and uh, Gina Gershon and Lisa Kudrow are all fishing and they are fishing in the middle of wherever and they thought that they were catching a fish and they lost their oars because they don't know how to reel oh, in. God, I was hoping everyone would drown and this movie would be over. I they, was praying for it. I'm like, maybe they, it's been two hours and They don't know how to reel the fish in, so they use the oars and I'm not really sure how or why. Maybe that's the happy ending. The two of them get together in fucking hell because they made me watch this movie. Yeah. So they're definitely in hell. They... So we find out in the boat that Gina Gershon is having a baby and that the Coods is getting married to Dennis Duffy. And yeah. Hilary Swank is a little upset by this because, um, you know, her friends are having, they're progressing in their life. They're having babies and they're getting married and, you know, she's grieving her dead husband. She's, she's, back, and, she's back to one. Yeah, she's back to point. square one. And it's not looking great. Swank the Tank is having a lot of feelings right now. Um and the Irish guy ends up coming to rescue them from the boats. From the yeah, I think because he works on the lake. I think that's what they're talking about at dinner. Yeah, who the frig knows? In Whatever. This movie. They're feeding him now because he saved their lives. And if I'm being honest with you, I completely fucking zoned out for minutes at a time during this movie. Yeah, I know. Minutes at a time, where I'm like, I have no idea what just happened. Yeah. And, and I tried. I watched it. I sat there with my fucking eyes open, and I watched it. And I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah, because you not, weren't doing anything else. I no. saw you. You were paying attention. And I wasn't going to gonna tell you to rewind it because I don't want to fucking see it. Again, no, I don't it was two hours prolong and six this mess. That, so yeah, you know, we've watched this movie twice, yeah. and it's oh Jesus Christ! Because we found that it's better if we watch them twice or multiple times. I mean, the Grease episode was fucking awesome yeah, because I don't know how many times, times we've seen that movie, and yeah. we have we've had we have theories, we have whole yeah yeah this whole things just, developed. This with just that, made but. me angry. It did. This numbed me into this just sense of uh, yeah. sadness. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, Hillary Swank, they offer Jeffrey Dean Morgan to stay the night, um, and he is taking them up on that. Uh, and so Hillary Swank ends up seeing Jeffrey Dean Morgan in all of his nudity on yeah. accident. So he, she sees him nude, and then she's all awkward and trying to act like she didn't see him nude. Yeah. And I didn't understand because they're just adults and I get it that that's weird, but she's just acting really weird. She, she's not an laughing? adult person. It's strange. She's laughing. Oh, like she's like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. I was like, what? There's many times where she I acts laugh like, like she's... that when somebody farts. Yeah. There's many times <laughs> but... where she acts like she's 14 and it's like, yeah. wow, what is wrong with her? She's well, she, brain she's damage like that or something? in the whole movie. Like she giggles that whole time yeah, with brain Gerard damage. Like More that. brain damage again. And also, way to pigeonhole Hillary Swank for having a type like, yeah. Irish musician dude. Failed Irish crooner. Yeah, yeah. that's a fucking quite the like, type you got oh, there. Alrighty. Acoustic Irish failures. That's <laughs> our type. 
So Hillary Swank lays a hot smooch on Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and uh, it, is, it is implied penetration after that yes, because it they is. wake up in the same bed together and they are talking. Turns, if they weren't talking, would that mean that maybe it wasn't implied penetration? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. It's fine. I love it. But it turns out that Jeffrey Dean Morgan knows Gerard Butler and that. Not only knows him, they were in the same band. They were in the same band, and Hillary Swank knows him. Yes, they know each other. So she's like, oh my God, you're Billy Gallagher, and, you know, freaks out. But I don't even know if that is an uh oh. I don't know. Because does he have a terrible reputation? Like, why is she so upset about it? It's not like. Because it was dude's friend? Because it was Jerry's friend. Then he does say, it's all right. Me and Jerry shared everything. And I was like, okay, well, that that does not make me feel better, by the way, sir. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you just made that real weird for all of us. Like, no, thank you. This just turned into an abusive situation. I don't like it. And then it gets weirder because then he starts telling her stories about him and Gerard Butler before she met him. Yeah. We want to hear. He says, you want to hear stories? stories, And then she's like telling him so that they both fall asleep. And I'm like, this is the weirdest fucking thing that's. Dude, ever happened. This is so twisted and uh, the whole thing is fucking twisted and the, the saddest person in this movie is Harry Connick Jr. because he has to go along for this twisted ride yeah, he in does. hopes that someday she'll turn into a fucking human being. Yeah. Super weird. Um, so while she's in Ireland, the swankster goes to see Gerard Butler's mom and dad. We find out that the mom and dad, that the, at least the mom, doesn't really particularly care for Hillary Swank because she yeah. stole her son away. Because they met in Ireland. They as met we in find Ireland, out. and yeah. then he moved to the states to be with her, and mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, Swank gets back from Ireland, and she's having a meltdown because she wants to find her purpose in life, and you know, figure out her career. Uh, she dropped like she's f- fucking with one of the picture frames, and the buckle from the suspenders that hit Gerard Butler in the eye fell and landed on top of a shoe. Yeah, and yes. she's like, "Holy shit, that looks great." And so now she's just designing shoes. She this can is, just draw shoes perfectly. This is another one of these rom-com horseshit fucking devices here. Which, it's funny because we just found out that she studied art in college during a flashback like two seconds ago. Two seconds ago, and then she conveniently, literally has an idea for a shoe, and then in the next scene, she's a successful shoe fucking manufacturer well, or designer. No, because, You're like, yeah, what the hell is well, going on here? You see here? her drawing the shoes, and she can yeah. draw a perfect shoe. Great. Just first... First and foremost, she can draw a perfect shoe. There's probably a lot of people who can draw shoes out there. She's going to... So all the while, she's having this whole montage of her learning how to make shoes. Like, she goes to a class. She goes to, you know, whatever. And then she's drawing all these shoes, and she's watching all these movies and whatever. Uh, Kudrow is pissed at her because she's trying to plan her wedding, and she's supposed to be her maid of honor. Uh, Gershon is mad at her because she's trying to have a baby, and she needs her friend, and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. By the way... In this movie, Gina Gershon is a fucking angel. She is. She's, she's very, a great friend. She is. She is. I can't deny that. Yeah, she's a. Her character is like one of the few non assholes in this yeah, whole movie. Yeah, she's a great character. So, in a world full of swanks, you just get your Gershon. Exactly. You be an angel person like <laughs> Gina Gershon in this movie. That's perfect. Um, so Swank takes her new shoes that she just designed from school. To Lisa Kudrow. I don't know how the fuck she knew that she was at the wedding dress dress place trying on a dress, but that's fine. And she says, I would like to make up my not calling you back. I would like to make up for that by designing your wedding shoes. Gee, and thanks. Lisa Kudrow's like, cool, thanks. I, you know, I appreciate what that. Weird thing to offer. I I'd know. like to design your wedding shoes. What? Are you yeah. fucking weird? No. You've just been drawing this and designing this, how and about, you haven't been able to fucking call yeah, me back. How about do what I've been asking you to do for a long yeah. time? Did I ask for fucking shoes? I bought shoes. I'm good now. No. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have shoes yet. Doesn't so matter. She can buy shoes. I know. She I wanted you to be my things. maid of honor. Yeah. So now she's going to be the maid of honor, and she's also going to be the. Sh- Shoe designer of honor, which that's going to be a new title for all weddings. Definitely. And uh, Swank goes to see Harry Connick Jr. and he tells her that he wants to be somebody's, you know, Gerard Butler. And he is so. Yeah, he's like, obviously, I'm not your one. I'd like to be somebody's. He's because he's been telling her that he likes her and, you know, whatever. And every single time that they're together, she always brings up Harry Connick Jr. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. She always brings up Gerard Butler. And she called him Jerry at one point. Yeah, and he's upset because, he, and rightfully so, because he's like, yeah. "Hey, you're hanging out with me, and yeah, it'd be nice if I've been telling you that I like you and that I'm in love with you and whatever. It'd be I, I understand your husband's dead, but it'd be nice if we could go a couple of times without yeah. hearing about him. 
That's right. That's all. That's Why all not? good. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Nobody wants to constantly hear about your fucking dead yeah. husband. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I get that Harry Connick Jr. is upset at her grieving time and process. Um, and I'm not sure that that is correct. That you can be frustrated with that. It's nice to point that out. And but if she knows he likes him and she keeps hanging around, uh, he likes her, or he likes her, and yeah. he, and she keeps mm-hmm. letting him hang around. But there is no standard you know amount of time for for grieving. You know, like there's no formula. Like True. X amount of years divided by months departed equals grief. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. But it's been a long time, and she keeps having him hang around despite the fact that she knows he has romantic feelings for her. In that yeah, regard, either she's being selfish. That's super mean yes. because she's like, you've been a great friend to me this whole time. And I get it because she's trying to establish like, hey, listen, I'm having a real hard time here. You've been a really great friend to me. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But at some point, you're tra- you're you're torturing the poor guy. Like he's told exactly. you that he's had romantic feelings yeah. for you, and you're you're torturing him, him now. Yeah, <laughs> let him go. He's obviously a very troubled soul. Uh, so she, at at after this, she finally realizes that Gerard Butler is gone. Yeah, like that he's dead, and she like it's weird. It's finally, starting she, to set in. Yeah, she she runs and tells her mom. She's crying to her mom, and she's just like, oh my god. He's dead. He's gone. Like, it just finally hit me, which this is when I was like, I I really started thinking about if this whole letter campaign that Gerard Butler had her going on, this emotional scavenger hunt, was a good thing for her. Because now what she's done is she's pissed off her friends. Mm -hmm. She has alienated herself. And she has also... I mean, it's great and that she... And pushed away someone she might have actually had a relationship with. All these things. Yeah. And so she... And I, I, it's good because she found her career, she found her way, but also like it took her, a, I think it's like a year because it, him dying happened in like the winter and then I think we're back in like the summer or the fall. They're not now, real, it's they're been not about real, a year. They're not real forthright on, on time. In yeah. this. There's no six months later, three months later. Well, it did say winter and then summer and then like I think it said three weeks later at the beginning when she's first grieving, but after that it's you real weird. You can't go weird. from winter to me. summer to three weeks later. We have yeah. to either we're doing time periods yep. or we're doing seasons. Yeah, you can't keep me, pick one. Keep me yeah. updated constantly Consistent. or don't. And or, consistently. Or, yeah. So, but then I was like, okay, now she's finally realizing it and it was like a it was like a gut check to her because she like held her stomach and then she like immediately ran to her mom and was like, Mom, oh my God, he's dead. Like, you know, so I was like, that's really yeah, troublesome. I would say. And we found out that Kathy Bates, her mother, was the orchestrator of all of this. You know, she's she's the mailman. She's been sending him all the stuff. She got the jacket, she put the letter in the jacket, and she delivers Gerard Butler's last letter to Hillary Swank at this point. Yes. Which is, I don't know why she did this, but that's fine because she's like, oh, I didn't think it was a good idea and he made me do it. And she's like, I just couldn't say no to him and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so, ah, like, you I don't know. You can't refuse a dying man's request like that. That's the thing. I know. And then it was just like she, and then, but like halfway through the whole thing before the Ireland trip, she was mad and she's like, I think this is silly and you shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> make up your mind, Mom. Well, I think she was giving her the choice. She didn't want to be the one to end it yeah, and that's true. keep it from her. But yeah, if she said, really yeah, I true. don't want to do this anymore, she would have been like, oh, okay, and never yeah, mind. Yeah, that's really true. So she, Hillary Swank um, takes, because I think she's like a huge Yankees fan, she goes with Harry Connick Jr. to Yankee Stadium, and she is standing on the top of the dugout box. Yeah. And she makes Harry Connick Jr. read that last letter to her, which I felt was so fucked up. I felt that was so fucked up. Jesus, she abused the shit out of this poor Harry Connick Jr. Oh, now you'd like me to read the last last letter from your dead husband. Sure, I'm not a a person or anything. I'm not a human being. uh, I've told you a hundred times that I I love you and I like you and I want to be with you. A tool for your emotions, no problem. And you're just like, hey, yeah, cool. Can you read this letter from... I know you said that you don't want me to bring up Jerry anymore, but (laughs) do you want to... Will you read this to me even after she already read it? Um, they kiss, the Harry Connick Jr. and Hilary Swank kiss, and then they decide that that's not for them, that they're just good friends, and they're, they was like kissing my brother, it was like kissing my sister, we're so relieved, we're just friends. Yeah. Okay. And if I'm being honest, I was actually quite happy that that was how that turned out. Number one, for Harry Connick Jr.'s sake, yeah. because she was toying with him. And number two, because I was really happy that the writers decided not to think that I was stupid. 
Well, that's the other thing. And Jesus Christ, let's give her a minute to breathe. She can't go from yeah. one guy and all these years and dead and then right into some other douchebag. I and was also, just glad that it wasn't like, oh, and it, this whole time it's been in front of my face. Yeah, like, that I was, horseshit. I was happy that it wasn't And find that. someone who doesn't work in a fucking bar for once. How about that? Yeah. That'd be something. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now we get a whole montage of Coods and Dennis Duffy that they're married. Uh, we get Gina Gershon and Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer that have their baby. Swank has launched her, her line of shoes and she's got a nice successful business. Horseshit. And she decides. Romantic comedy job that, that doesn't she exist in real life. is going to take her mom to Ireland because her mom has never been to Ireland. And. We never bring up that that is her dream. We never bring up. She's nope. just like, yeah, my mom's never been to Ireland. I'm like, yeah, my mom's never been to Ireland either. But she's probably never been to the Congo either. You're gonna take her there yeah, afterwards. Exactly. I bet she's never been a lot of places. She's been to the Philippines. I'm sure you can go there if she really wanted to. Yeah, but I did. Oh yeah, and then uh, Hillary Swank and she sees Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's at the house that they're ro- rocking up to, and Kathy Bates and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's dad um, hit it off. Of course. Like a super uh, cliche. But what I did want to talk about. At least it's not sad. I'll take it at that point, that moment. Yeah, but I did what I did want to what I did want to talk about was that I really feel like Hillary Swank did responsible grieving. She had a meltdown, she went on an adventure because it made her feel good. Whether that was good for her mental health or not, yeah. that was that was what she wanted to do. She wanted to do the emotional scavenger hunt because it made her feel good. And if you're grieving, you should do things that make you feel good, except for like kill people or you know, yeah. do something to harm yourself or others. A lot of things that feel good uh, are, are counterproductive to your mental health, though. So, That's yes, the other yes. Thing. So. But that made her feel good. And you know what? It was harmless. It wasn't something that was, yeah, you know, maybe. whatever, but it, end, it was maybe. harmless. Yeah. Uh, she discovered her passion. She doesn't have to do real estate anymore. She doesn't have to hate going to an office every day. True. Now she, you know, designs shoes. She can do something that she's proud of. And she's uh, discovered how to live beyond her grieving. So now she's, you know, living with her grief and living beyond her grief. And she is also rekindling a relationship with her mother, which I think is a wonderful thing that you should do. And sure. I'm going to take my mom on a vacation. Great. One of these days so that I can properly apologize for being a dipshit teenager. Good for you. Hi, Mom. You tell me where you want to go on vacation, because I know she listens to this, because she already had a comment about how it's not a bowl cut. It was a Dorothy Hamill from the last episode, so I know she listens to this. But you should be nice to your mothers, because they love you, despite you being a shithead. <laughs> anyway, so that's the end of the movie. Um, she It ends on narration, too. She's narrating... Who knows? Whatever Who she's narrating. I don't know. Honestly, the second it went to credits, I said, I am fucking out of here. I checked out mentally. Yeah, I was it was, done. It I was a terrible movie. And <laughs> Get out of here. It was It done. was really, really painful. And I didn't know if I was going to make it. I thought that, yeah, I thought it was going to be another two-parter watch for, for us. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> or we need a break. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that was P.S. I love you. It was um, Jesus Christ. P.S. That was a pile of poo. P.S. Where's the razor blade for fuck's sake so I can cut P.S. my wrist open? P.S. I hope that my husband doesn't die ever. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that I don't want to have a crazy meltdown. Well, you know, sometimes you need a crazy meltdown. But, I have uh, enough without you dying, so no, I don't, don't need to have any more. Well, now that the movie's done, we watched it. It was horrible. What do we do from here? Now we go to the fucking Heigl meter. The Heigl meter? <laughs> The Heigl meter is our rating system where we rate our movies on a scale of zero Heigls to five Heigls. Five Heigls being the most punishing movie you have ever seen in your entire life. And zero Heigls being not that bad. Bad. I f- still bad, though. But still bad, but yeah. just Worthy of this show, but not as bad as yeah, five. Yeah. I will go first this week Please. since you got to go first last week. I'm going to give this movie four Heigls. Four? It was going to be five Heigls. Jesus. But I remembered... I remembered um, your idea. James says that the only way that this movie could be less sad, oh no, more sad, is that at the end of the movie, instead of him saying, P.S. I love you at the end of every letter, it would be P.S. You have AIDS. <laughs> yes, that's it. P.S. You have AIDS. That's so a fact. I, that's the only reason why I'm really enjoying that for some reason. I don't know why. Good so Lord. So that's why I gave it four Heigl's. I am going to give this movie 12 Heigels. 12? 12, and that is one Heigel for every year it felt like that this fucking movie went on. <laughs> for the love of Christ. 
This goddamn movie drug on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And every fucking scene's the same. If I had to see one more scene where it starts out with her laughing at Kudrow's cock rabbit and ends with her crying and seeing visions of Gerard Butler with the whole rest of the room cleared, I'm sorry. She's seeing visions. At this point, she either has a neurological problem or a severe, severe psychotic disorder. She needs a lot of help. She needs to see a therapist. Absolutely. Gershon and Kudrow and Mm -hmm. Kathy Bates are not prepared to deal with this kind of mental yep. disorder. Holy shit. If Gerard Butler wanted to help her out, he should have signed her up for a grief counselor. The, the only way mm-hmm. this could have been, that's what I'm saying. The only way this could have been less painful is if it was shorter and it just punished you till the fucking end. 12 Heigels, eat dicks. I wanted to stick needles in my eyes. Hate yep. you movie. Okay. Hate you movie. <sighs> All right. Well, that was. Uh, P.S. I love you. That was P.S. I love you. P.S. And, you have uh, AIDS. P- yeah. James said that, yeah, he thought that every the, the last one should have been, P.S., you have AIDS. P.S., I died of AIDS and you got it now. That yeah, been the... but he died of a brain tumor, and I think that we forgot that the first time, and yeah. I think that he was like, how did he die? And I, was I, like, said, I this... don't remember, yeah. and I think he said, did he have AIDS? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, what happened? Do you have... I don't know why I thought that, but maybe he had AIDS. I don't know. How else do the Irish die? The Irish don't die of AIDS, but a car accident from being drunk, Liver I don't know. Liver failure. Liver failure. Yeah. See, I have no the thing idea. Is, is Potato that... famine. I don't know why you'd kill an Irishman. I'm not sure. Hey, I have an idea. What? I was wondering, um, I'm asking you this. Uh, what can those people, because there's people out there, what can they do to help us out if they want to be cool people and help us out? Anything at all possible? Well, they can send me gummy bears or like peach rings. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I'm just kidding. You're not asking about that. You no. guys can give us five stars, rate and review on iTunes. Again, we don't care about the review part. Just sign in. I know that it takes 30 seconds. Uh, give us five stars. If you want to reach us on social media, you can. We're on Twitter and Facebook at You Got Heigold, Y O U G O T H E I G L D. And that's on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to reach me on Twitter, it is at Sarah H is funny, S A R A H H is funny. And by the way, I did not take James's yes, last you name. Did. No, I not did in real take life. his Twitter last yes. name. In so real life, we she are kept the hers. is funnies. Yes, and I am at Jimmy P is funny, and I was there first, and then she took that also. Ha-ha. And uh, yes, you can find me there or try to copy and paste my last name from the show description. And really do help us out on those iTunes reviews. They help out a ton. They drive you up the charts. They mean everything to us. This is a we watch these movies for free, and we punish ourselves, so uh, that's the way you can help us out, and we would really, really appreciate that. Also, we really loved all—we noticed that we got a bunch of reviews while we were gone, obviously. Thank um, you so for you that. you guys missed us, and also we've been getting a lot of reviews since we've been back, so that's really great. Um, we were really high on the charts— Last week, yeah, whenever yeah. you know well, the episode out. first came out, so that was really cool. It's Thank awesome, you guys, guys. so Thank much. You. And I promise it'll be on Spotify and everything. I I filled yeah, out all the stuff for that. Um, we were really lazy with it the last time, but now that we have time, I'll make sure that that stuff is all on there. So I know that you guys are like, when is it going to be on Spotify? That's where I listen to all my podcasts. We're hustling. I'm we're hustling. sorry, I am but one person. We are hustling, guys. We'll make it happen. Don't worry. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Get your girsh on. Send us some reviews. Uh, like us and all that stuff on Twitter and let us know about all of your cool movies and let Please. us know what you guys think. Hang out with us every Friday. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.